This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday video cast live on Twitch. Also, you can catch us on YouTube on Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and make sure to subscribe and like if you are enjoying the show. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes. Make sure to also subscribe and like, leave us a comment. We really appreciate it. And it helps to get the show out to more people. So again, this is the new format for the show. We've condensed down to once per week because we've had some staffing changes and it was a little too demanding of our time to go three days a week and stream five nights a week with the show. I uh, just couldn't sustain that for an extended period of time. But uh, we do hope that we make up for the lack of quantity with an increase in quality. That's so a good, That's always a good thing to have, though. I, I find. Quality over quantity? Mm-hmm. No, I'm all about quantity. So you're Stalin? That's true. Yep. In your uh, Germany? America. Really? UK. Are we talking yeah. World War Two? Canadian. I don't know, because World War Two, Stalin was, you know, quantity as a quality all of its own. Let's just do a World War II. And the, the Germans were known as being very high quality. That is true. Uh, mm. That's why I was saying that. That is true. Mm. You, may, you know what the, you know the, the Marines, the term devil dog, the Germans gave us the Marine Corps that in World War Two. I did not know that. They, they said they fought like hounds from hell, and then they're like, yeah, we're the devil dogs. Really? Yeah. The Germans? Yeah. I the as I, as I understand it. As I understand it, that is the way, where it came from. And the Germans said that... You were there, right? uh, Yes, I was. came up with that I was leading leading the charge myself. But uh, the Germans said that the Americans were uh, pretty good fighters, but masters of logistics. They said we always had what we needed, where we needed it, when we needed it. They said that we weren't the best fighters, but... We had had lots of stuff. (laughs) We got an A for effort. The, yeah. the average American soldier had like five times as much gear as anybody yeah. else. Well, because we had the industrial, yeah. like, nobody was bombing our factories. We had more, good. we had more like yeah. ammo, we had a better yeah. gun. Like, yeah, we weren't I mean, we had time. to get it across the Pacific, and which is a little bit dangerous, but, or the Atlantic, sorry. Yeah. Well, both, really, but anyways. So we I, can do a whole episode on this. Oh, I love, yeah. I'm a big World War II buff. Yeah. I, I love that stuff. So at any rate, uh, today on Signals, we have a lot to talk about, but the most exciting news by far at the Nova Open Games Workshop Seminar, the GW crew, led by Andy, Pete, and Adam, a bunch of other awesome guys that uh, gave us a ton of information, which, by the way, it's another reason to go to these big events, to attend these seminars, which we will have several at the Las Vegas Open, hint, hint, and you learn a ton. They announced not only uh, information about Necromunda, uh, Age of Sigmar Shadespire, uh, Age of Sigmar, but they announced five new codexes for 40k that's crazy wow that's insane so two of them we already knew were coming death guard and adeptus mechanicus which are next up death guard's coming up uh next week for pre-order gw's already talked about it on the warhammer community page and we can imagine adeptus mechanicus is going to be shortly thereafter but they announced the next three codexes thereafter all coming by november wow that is so crazy it's quick yeah so uh awesome a lot of people have been waiting for this the next three codexes are going to be Tyranids, Astra Militarum, and Craft World Eldar. Nice. So uh, everyone's been waiting for some Xenos. There you go. Uh, Very excited for that. Astra Militarum is going to be a big hit. I feel like everybody has an Astra Militarum army. Mm -hmm. Uh, And right now it comes and goes in popularity. Like in 5th edition, every Tom, Dick, and Harry had an Astra Militarum army. And I feel like we're kind of back to that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. to that point and we'll talk more about that in a bit but uh, i'm really excited uh those are those are armies that i play all of those armies um i have an admech army i have uh tyranids eldar ash Militarum army mm-hmm. uh, i don't play death guard uh, and i'm actually giving my admech to brandon mm-hmm. well it's not really my admech it was the studio admech yeah. army but i was painting it i'm excited about the tyranid and uh, craft world codexes though because those are two of probably the least favorable indexes that we've seen, uh, especially at events. We haven't been seeing a lot of just craft world or just Tyranids. 
Really? Um, I saw I've been mix. seeing a lot of Tyranids. Mm-mm. There weren't very many at Nova. Uh, compared, um, well, I mean, Nova but, was dominated by um, Imperium and Chaos. Uh, Ash Militarium specifically and Chaos Soup. Those were like, by a mile, the most prevalent armies. I agree with you. Correct. But even at BAO, I didn't even see a lot of Tyranids. But anyways, uh, so I think the Codexes will really help with those, especially the stratagems and stuff like that make these uh, Codexes a lot more powerful. So. And I think you nailed it. For for one, we're seeing points adjustments in the codexes, which are very sensible. Space Marines got a ton. Chaos Space Marines got a ton of really good points adjustments. We've been seeing uh, stat adjustments. Like I saw a ton of obliterators at Nova Open, whereas before no one wanted to play them. Um, things like that, right? And so I, we can expect that in future codexes. And really, like you said, it's the stratagems, and I think to a lesser extent, but still very important. Relics and warlord traits, yeah. Uh, but it's it's the stratagems. The stratagems make an army go from, you know, from zero to sixty. Uh, my space marine army wouldn't really function without the stratagems, no. right? Using them intelligently really gives you an, an incredible advantage. They give you more control over the randomness of the game mm-hmm. by letting you do something twice, or uh, letting you re-roll a failed save, or doing some mortal wounds when you really need it. Um, you know, slowing somebody down, infiltrating a unit, deep striking a unit, whatever the case may be, it just gives you so much more flexibility to your army. Yeah, I think the most important thing that these stratagems are bringing to these uh, codexes are uh, deployment uh, options. Because right now, if you don't have any deployment options, you're just sitting on the board, you really have to go first, especially with the way that offense works in uh, Warhammer uh, 40k 8th edition. Um, the offense has gone up dramatically and armies are just getting shot off the board super fast. So once you have the ability to deep strike or infiltrate or put guys behind buildings and all this stuff. Or even it, just increase your defense. Yeah, it, it helps out so much. Um, and that's that's what I'm really excited about for these new codexes that are coming out. Right, it's like we saw with the Death Guard preview, there's a way to give a minus one to hit for a unit with a stratagem. And that... Uh, you can't target them unless they're the closest unit. That's what it is. Was it a warlord trait that I'm getting confused? It's we'll we'll get down to it, but things like that um, in the stratagems are going to really help. So even if you don't have the ability to like completely hide off the table, maybe you have a really durable unit that you can make even more durable at the expense of a command point and just weather the storm, right? Like um, I experienced uh, with my Raven Guard, my Raptors army using Raven Guard chapter tactics. When I was in cover with normal space rings with minus one to hit, they were f- stupidly resilient. I mean, I was taking full volleys of storm ravens with Bobby G, like fist pumping beneath them and not lose. And they'd have to shoot two storm ravens at me to kill a unit. Yep. Like, it is just, they're so tough. And uh, things like that, which you get with your codex, are going to make a tremendous difference, especially for some of the armies that maybe do struggle a little bit uh, currently. Um, you know, there's some armies that have nothing, they have no reserves at all. Yeah. Like there's no way to take a unit off the table. And that makes you susceptible to getting alpha struck, um, if, especially if there's not sufficient terrain, which Nova has. Um, it's not the prettiest terrain, but it's extremely functional. Yeah, I'd right? say it's probably the most functional out of all the events. I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that statement. Their, their terrain definitely helps get the job done. Um, and then the really big pieces of area terrain were tremendously good. Yes. Uh, that made a huge difference and the ability to just straight up hide. Although we did see a lot of people bringing uh, armies to the Nova Meta that were ready for not being able to see the whole table. And as you saw, like, I think I fought 90 mortars over the course of six games, you know, and 14 earth shakers, you know, like it's. Um, people were bringing in direct fire weapons because they knew they wouldn't be able to see everything on the table. Yep. Uh, Jason, what codex are you most excited for out of the five listed? Um, coming up, I would say probably the Tyranids. Yeah. 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 I want to see what new things they get um, in terms of because like you've seen with the Grey Knights where they didn't get anything new in terms of models. There was new additions to their codex. Um, they created new units out of existing models. All the stratagems that came out um, made a more powerful point cost reductions. So even though that was a codex where you know there was no new stuff um, in terms of models, like I was saying earlier when we were chatting before the, the live feed started, um, they did get a lot of new stuff. So I'm interested to see for uh, Tyranids um, what they get. It's been a while since we've seen a, a good Tyranid update. And I know 
it's been a while since they've been really good. So, well, the Tyranids have a really good index army, but it's it's difficult to compete with some of the armies that have codexes out. Now, to be fair, the um, uh, the winner of the Nova Open GT and Invitational, Andrew Gagno, congratulations. He was playing with an index army. He had no stratagems, none of that. But he was really leaning into the most points-efficient astro-militarian units. Uh, he had a bazillion conscripts. Mm -hmm. He had a little bit of smite spam going on. He had a bunch of Torox primes, um, some indirect fire weapons. He, he had so many bodies mm -hmm. that he was able to really weather the storm with you know literally anything that was thrown his way. Plus, he's an extremely good player, so uh, kudos to him. Um, so you don't really you don't have to have a codex, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was players who did extremely well with index armies. Our, our very own Jeff in Control Robinson went five and one with Tyranids, and he was playing extremely well. We'll yeah. cover some of the trips, the tips, and really cool stuff he pulled out of his hat. He won two games where he only killed two to three hundred points of his opponent's army, uh, just by playing to the mission. So um, you don't have to have a codex, but it by all means it, it certainly helps. Yeah, it certainly 100%. helps. And uh, Ben Moley went 4-0, made it into the top bracket with Orcs. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, I thought that was quite an accomplishment. Uh, he and I were the only two with pure armies, with mono-faction armies that made the top 16, to my knowledge. Uh, correct me in chat if there was somebody else who made it. But I believe everybody else was a soup army um, that made it in. Although, to be fair, Andrew Gagno's army was almost a pure... I think it was actually pure Astro Militarum. Um, he had some some uh, Elysians in there. I think it was just mixed regiments. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he had any, um, you know, Bobby G or Celestine, I think. Mm -hmm. I think, although Bobby G and Celestine were freaking everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. They're usually fist bumping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, although, you know, like, I know a lot of people have the feel-bads about those two models, and I get why. Um, I just, I plan for it in my list, and I, I it does, I don't, not because I'm, like, the greatest player in the world, I'm not, but I don't mind playing against them. Um, I, 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 I don't think I've ever lost to an army that had Bobby G in it. Uh, not to say that it's not possible to win with him. A lot of people did. I just I don't think he's overpowered. I think he just flirts with being overpowered. Um, what he's, do you, he's definitely points efficient. I mean, you the multiplier that you get with him is pretty hefty. Yeah. Um, I would lean more towards the overpowered just because of the points cost that you're paying and then what he gives you. Um, Celestine is she's under kind of the same way. Uh, yeah. The thing is, she dies like really fast, really easily. But and the same thing goes for Guillemin. I mean, they're both really easy to kill if you can catch them in the right uh, area. But good players were like bubble wrapping them with conscripts and stuff like that, so you weren't able to capitalize and kill them. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're like too overpowered by any means. I mean, they weren't dominating the field. You just saw a lot of them because they are points efficient. So yeah. It I think you make a good point. Like Celestine, I think she's fine. She's incredibly powerful. And like we were talking about, um, one of the best parts, like we always say, of going to these big events is hanging out with people who are very good players that you get to talk to only on occasion or just cool people to hang out with. And like kind of like we were kind of in a powwow and it's like everyone agreed Celestine, like she's not overpowering with her damage output, although she does a lot of damage. It's the fact that she comes back to life and then teleports onto the table. That is the thing that yeah. makes yeah. her so ridiculously good. Um, but and she's too cheap. Like she 150 points. Give, give me a break. <laughs> like she should be significantly more points than she is. Cause most people are just taking her without the Gemini. So it's like, I think the game designers might've envisioned her, you taking her with her, her Gemini. Since a lot of her rules revolve around that, but people just opt not to. Um, so she goes from the 250 point model to 150 point model, which you could squeeze into any list. Um, and Bobby G, maybe he is a little too cheap. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, just for what you get, because he gets back up too. He's yeah. really good in close combat. He's good in shooting. He's a force multiplier. Like he's for what you get for him, he's amazing. Like gives you extra command points. Like <laughs> the command good. point one, I'm like, and then the fact that he regenerates command points. All that's the part where it goes into the realm of going a little too far for me. He's quitting. Yeah, quitty. you're like, mm, but. And then the fact that you saw him on so many tables really is testament to just how powerful he is. Like, when you see it taken that often, I'm with you. Like, he could probably take a points bump and people would still take him. That means he is underpriced. Yeah, but he looks freaking awesome. Like, all the Primarchs look so cool. Him, uh, Magnus. Like, I'm happy to see people are actually playing him because they are good. Mm -hmm. um, it would be really depressing if, like, Guillemin was 700 points and you never saw him. You'd be like, eh, all right, well, that's unfortunate. 
because sure. models are awesome and i am happy that people are able to take them because i do like seeing them on the table mm -hmm. but maybe a little points bump would be nice <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one um and speaking of which mortarian is coming up in yeah, the yeah, death yeah. guard release mm -hmm. which of course you can pre-order from frontline gaming at a discount and we do offer free shipping in the continental united states for orders of 99 and up so please keep us in mind if you want to pick up any of these new goodies uh, but I'm with you, Jason. I'm most excited for the new Tyranid Codex. I love my Nid army. Mm -hmm. And I think the Nids are really good right now. I think they can absolutely compete right oh, yeah. now just with their index. Uh, they have so many good tricks. They have, they, have, they have everything you need in this edition. They have tons of deployment options. Yeah. Like more than any other army, you can do yeah. all kinds of crazy crap with Tyranids to keep them off the table. Come on where you want them. Uh, they have uh, extremely good melee. They have good enough shooting. They have a ridiculously good unit in the Biovore. One of the best HQs in the game, Swarmlord, in my opinion. I know some people disagree. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but apparently some people don't have good results with him, which I'm like, you have to try not to do good I mean, things with right. Swarmlord. It's not even like his close combat output. It's the ability to make a unit move, move twice, twice is mm -hmm. ridiculously good. It's a guaranteed warp time. <laughs> they have so much... Um, bubble wrap ability yes yeah. like they have so much and mm. it's good bubble wrap it's not conscripts you know no, it's yeah. like well, i mean conscripts are good with orders which we'll get to when yeah, we talk about astronaut term yeah. but yeah like you have hormigons which are like really good oh my god even termicons i think yeah term really, you know for four points i think right. you totally get your points worth i mean yeah. you, you get they're fearless without taking a commissar right like I mean, as long as you have a uh, synapse unit nearby mm -hmm. they're fast uh, but the Hormigant is where it's at. The six-inch piling and consolidation is insane. Like, if there's any gaps in your opponent's screens, the Hormigants just go right through it and go back and tag a bunch of other units and stop them from shooting, mm -hmm. tie them up. It's incredible. Yeah. And with a double move, and they're already so fast, and you can cast Onslaught on them, my God. They're really powerful. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, Rippers, too, which I think are one of the best troops in the game. Yes. Because they get deep strike, they're cheap, and they're tiny. They're easy to hide. You just pop them up onto an objective half the time they never even get shot. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're still stuck with the, the Games Workshop. The one model well, the, from the, the I think the, most people use the four ones, luckily. With so. the bases on them still? Yeah. yeah. I like I like the Rippers, but if you only put three on the base, it looks really dumb. I put six on a base. The and it looks really ones cool. look like oh, nasty yeah. and awesome. Yeah, they look so sick. The safe. ones from yeah. the 90s from GW look like the bass worms. So bad, yeah. Like, they so just look bad. so goofy. Yeah. yeah. One's like jumping super far. The other two are yeah. just sitting there. You're like, <laughs> oh, man. I just imagine I could just kick that thing really hard and that yeah. would be all it oh. would take. Um, can't wait for the Tyranny Codex. Can't wait to see what strategies. I mean, obviously, Frankie and I already know, but I uh, can't wait for everybody else to see all the cool stratagems, the warlord traits, the points adjustments, rules adjustments, because there are some uh, units in the Nid Codex that are really overpriced. Um, I'm looking at you, um, uh, Hard Specs. Uh, Terran effects, I think, is a little too expensive, and uh, fly rent, you know, could probably use a fine tuning. So I can't wait to see how the community reacts when that book drops. Um, I think it's going to be a big hit. Uh, I think Tyranny players will be really, really stoked. Yeah. Actually, the the one that I'm really excited about is Admech because that's an army that you're really not seeing very much of, um, and it's going to be awesome. I'm I'm really excited to see. Uh, some of those armies on the table. So. Yeah, and Admech is going to make a big splash. Yes. In the <laughs> it's pretty damn good. And I, I'm with you, man. I can't wait to see some different armies. Like, I, I know that the edition's early, so I don't mind seeing tons of uh, Ash Militarum and tons of Chaos Soup. You know what? I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. Like, the game's still developing. Just getting started. Yeah, like, that, that was what was good at this slice of time. So that's what people brought to Nova. No big deal. Uh, my army is also tooled up to kill <laughs> Ash Militarum, so I sure don't mind. But in general terms, um, I, I don't mind that because I know it's going to change, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Eldar, I think, are the army that needs the most points adjustments. Inari does not. Inari's fine, as it is. Craft World Eldar, like, no one's playing them because their, their chapter tactics, so to speak, aren't really that good compared to uh, Strength from Death, which is insane. Um, but I would like to see Eldar get a lot of points drops so that people might consider playing Craftworld Eldar. Yeah, um, and seeing some of the other units uh, out on the table would be awesome as well. Yeah. <laughs> and no, in this seminar, GW did confirm, and I think everybody already connected the dots, but just in case you did not, uh, they confirmed that every Codex is getting chapter tactics. I think that was obvious at this point, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we've already seen the two code or the three Codexes that we have. Mm -hmm. They have chapter tactics. And what we mean is the, the word in brackets, 
giving you a special ability. Um, Grey Knights got it. All the different Chaos Legions got it. The chapters of Space Marines got it. Um, and every other book kind of was already set up for it. Mm-hmm. And they, they just came out and said, yes, yeah, we're, we're getting that. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Like if you're a tuning player, you're getting, you know, a high fleet special rule, which is badass. That's going to be exciting. You know, can't wait to see what they get. And uh, again, reiterate, this is why all the big tournaments and, and the ITC is requiring that your different detachments are easily identifiable so that if you've got, you know, high fleet blah over here and high fleet Y over here with different rules, but they're painted the same, that's going to be impossible for your opponent to tell it apart. Mm-hmm. So you need to differentiate um, those detachments. Otherwise, it's going to cause a lot of unfair confusion uh, yeah. and it's not going to be allowed in, in any of our events. So bear that in mind. So yeah. that's exciting stuff. I can't wait to see and learn more about it. I'm sure if you keep your eye on the Warhammer community page, you're going to get a lot of good information. They just had an article go up about Death Guard yep. and what to expect. So that is pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Also, they uh, showed quite a bit of Necromunda, and wow, it looks incredible. I know. Dude, the, God, the videos so they're releasing are freaking amazing. They're like, really good. It's just so good. The, the Necromunda ones are great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's the it's voice so actors from the from it. the Black Library. Is it? Yeah, yeah from okay. the audio dramas. Like the they had like. Uh, Is it been Kurzbach, the guy who does that voice? Please let that die. No, all him. Guillemin, the, the guy yeah. who voices Guillemin, was actually doing some of it. It was really funny. Yeah, uh, it was a good time. But Necromunda looks good. It's coming out the gates with the Goliaths and Cl- or, and um, Escher. Mm-hmm. The, the all-girl and the all-guy gang, which would be a lot of fun. The beefcakes. Yeah, the, the, the WWF yeah. gang and then the 80s rocker girls. Yep. So that'll be a lot of fun. And they did say that there was going to be other games coming out. Yep. Um, they intend – the game's coming out with everything you need to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like It looks like more of a board game out of the box. but Yeah, people were upset about that initially because they're like, oh, it's just not going to have rules for terrain and stuff. No. But that's just what comes in the box set. Um, if you read closely and everything they're saying with the product description, it says like there are rules to play it in the modular terrain. So like all yeah, the uh, yeah. industrial stuff that's come out for like Shadow War Armageddon. That's intended yeah. for use in Necromunda. Yep. Yeah, they're going to have two different uh, rule sets. So they're going to have one that's basically like on the ground floor and that's where you're fighting. And then mm-hmm. there's going to be another one where it's you're fighting in buildings and stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah, they said out of the box, like Frankie said, it's the ground floor. It's the bottom of the hive. Yeah. And they, they, ha- they, they fully intend you to play in three dimensions. I, the, the game, as I understand it, is like verbatim the old rules. I hope so. It was amazing. It was a good game. It was yeah. fun. So I can't wait to see that. I'll definitely be painting up a Necromunda gang. Yeah. Um, I'm fingers crossed. I'm hoping for an Arbites gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they hinted strongly that an Arbites gang was a strong possibility. Well, they and said they said pretty much anything that you guys want, they'll do. It's just yeah. a matter of when. Well, it's so. funny because when they were talking about the Arbites, they like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like, and they listed off like three different like variations of the law, so to speak, like from PDF to the Arbites to like all kinds of stuff. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Like who knows if that's actually going to happen. Right. Yeah. But the way they said it was really funny mm-hmm. and it seemed to, to imply that that was a possibility. Um, also, they talked about Shadespire, and they revealed the fourth faction for Shadespire, yeah. uh, which is going to be the Iron Jaws. And they gave more information about the game. We, uh, we've we all been able to play it now, except Jason. I haven't played it yet. Oh, you have not? I thought you did. Nope. Uh, well, okay, I'm sorry. Pablo and I have played it. We both really liked it. So you get a, you get a, a, a warband. Uh, it's set. The biggest one I've seen is five models. The smallest one is three. And uh, you have cards that you get, and you get more cards with each expansion, and you get cards for all of the different factions. And right now, there's going to be, it looks like, four on release. Mm-hmm. There's going to be Death, Destruction, Order, and Chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, the game takes about 20 minutes to play. Uh, it's a lot of fun, very few miniatures. You use your cards to, um, uh, to give you like special bonuses and abilities, and then you roll dice to determine the outcome of actions. Uh, it's really fun. I, yeah. I think it's going to be really popular, honestly. Well, it looks awesome, and there's some cool little tricks in it, like, uh, if you win a dice roll, you get to set up the board how you want it. And uh, so there's going to be all sorts of little like tactics in it. I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited to actually play it. It looks really cool. Yeah, and it's like it's such a small commitment. Like I plan on picking up the corn bloodbound guys and uh, using the miniatures in my corn army. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I'll paint five little blood reaver dudes. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, that's that'll take me an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe two at the most. And if you play Stormcast Eternals, you're looking at a couple hours yeah, and you've got your stuff painted and you're ready to rock. So uh, it looks like fun. I think it'd be a good game for tournament play because uh, you play two out of three. 
and you can just just blow through rounds easy. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but uh, that looked really cool. And in uh, Age of Sigmar, they also unveiled. Um, I don't recall exactly, so I'm paraphrasing. Please bear with me, but I think they're like heralds, right? Like the the wraith, the new um, night haunt character that they showed. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and like you can use yeah. it for free as long as your opponent also has the herald character. Uh, I don't know about that, but they they were releasing like uh, campaign books, so they're yeah. gonna be coming out with uh, campaign books for Age of Sigmar, mm. and they're gonna have these new characters and stuff like that. And they showed the night haunt character that collect souls for Nagash or something like that. So. Yeah, and the, the first campaign is called Firefall? Yeah, it has uh, Fire Slayers, and I'm not sure what else. So as I understand it, there's a ton of stuff. It's not just uh, the Fire Slayers, but it takes place in the realm of fire. Yeah. And it has, I think, I believe it has stuff for all the factions. Yeah. New rules, all kinds of cool stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited for this, but the campaign itself has a map with uh, removable stickers so that you could t take your faction, you claim your territories, you play against your buddies. Mm -hmm. And it's all a pre-made campaign. So it tells you like step one, step two, step three. Yeah. It sounds like a blast. Like campaign play is really fun. I enjoy it a great deal. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be great. And uh, they're going to have all sorts of new fluff in there and stuff. Uh, like talking about the free people that defend all these realms where like maybe the main factions aren't and stuff like that. So it's it's really exciting. They said they're really going to advance the fluff. Like, yeah. Really quick. To expand so. on the universe yeah. a little mm -hmm. bit, which is good yeah. because initially there wasn't a lot of that no yeah. and they, they said the free peoples play a big part in it because they're the ones who are really going out and expanding right like the stormcast channels are busy like fighting mm -hmm. and the free peoples are going out and like colonizing the realms right yeah. so that sounds pretty pretty cool to yeah. me obviously i play free peoples so i'm hoping for some more rules uh also they talked at length about chapter approved and what to expect in this book uh, they said it was coming in december and they said that it was going to give you new rules for narrative play open play, match play, including new scenarios and missions for all of the above, yep. and most excitingly, uh, updated rules and points. Um, and they said that they were going to adjust points for a lot of units in the game that needed, including Forge World, which that's the big one. Boom. Are these going to be adjusted points for codexes that have come out? No, it's for units. It's for They're going to adjust things for possibly for codexes that have already come out, for things that need to be fine-tuned but mostly focusing on armies that are still a ways off. Okay. Like their codex is not going to be coming before December and they want to give you guys an update. They also said they're going to be giving um, additional special rules for armies that don't have a codex because they're waiting. Mm -hmm. So they had said that there may be things like stratagems and such nice. for people in code in chapter approved because their codex hasn't come, but they want to keep them competitive. Yeah. That's, that's great. freaking awesome. It's super exciting. And I think they even said that they were going to have special rules for like apocalypse games and stuff mm -hmm. like that uh, because narrative play didn't really explain how to do it. So they're coming out with like more in-depth rules for apocalypse. So I'm excited. Yeah. I can't, I like literally can't wait for this book, um, especially because there, there's some units that are way off on the points, Malefic Lord and looking at you. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that those are going to be some of the ones that get touched on um, in chapter approved. Fingers crossed, that would make the game a lot more fun for a lot more people, and uh, I can't wait. Except for those of you who are using, you know, like, a random model as a Malefic Lord. Not going to hurt you too much. <laughs> it's nope. like, yeah, he'll go back in the unit I put him, took him out from. Yeah. By the way, there is models for the Malefic Lords. Uh, technically, there's not. Yes, it's called the Rogue Psyker. Is know? that what it is? Yes. Are you sure? You know it as 100%? well as I do. Yes. Because it doesn't say Malefic Lord. I, know, I don't know why they didn't change the name. <laughs> It's the same reason why Alan DeHessa built a custom Scorpius. Yeah. Because he didn't realize that it was an actual tank. Yeah, it is really funny, though, that they have, like, models with names that aren't even in any book. Yeah. But, well, they used so. to be, and now yes. they changed the name, but they didn't change the name of the product. I don't know why. Mm. But, yeah, there is a model for the Malefic Lord. It's called the Rogue Psyker. There's two of them over at uh, Forge World. Please use the actual model. Instead of a random like cultist or beast man or whatever, or at least put some, put some effort into it. Right? Try, yeah. Do Don't something. be like, uh, it's gonna be this guy today. And it's like a chaos space brain. You're like, get out. That's yeah, malefic lore, Jason. Yeah, yeah. The the models are amazing too. They're they're really cool and characterful models. Yeah. So anyway, we did talk about Nova a little bit. We'll recap uh, our experience as we mentioned. Jeff went five and one with Tyranids, which is quite the accomplishment. He played against some gnarly stuff, including a Tawanar, yeah. and he managed to overcome. Um, my my favorite story with with Jeff, he played a guy who had a thousand points of summoning. Mm. 
Jeff went first, moved all of his biovores to increase the odds of missing, shot all of them, and then placed the spore mines um, uh, in the backfield, as I understand, of his opponent's army, double moved all of his hormigons, and filled up the board so there was no room for the guy to summon. Yep. So he was playing 1,000 points versus 2,000 points. Yeah. And and it still was actually quite a close game, as I understand it. But Yeah, the smite was... The smite killed all of Jeff's gene stealers, and then he was finally able to summon a unit later. But uh, yeah, Jeff was able to pull it out, but it was pretty close. It was funny. Yeah, and smite spam is so ridiculously annoying. Everybody, I think, is in agreement with this. Malefic lords were every everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. I played an army that had thirteen malefic lords and super chicken. <laughs> it was the dumbest game of forty k I've ever played in my there life. There have been a keyword of unique. Like, why couldn't that happen? Well, I, I mean, no, there is unique. Yeah. There is unique on some. But um, it's it's reasons like that. Like, the super, I, I saw some of the best players in the, in 40K mm-hmm. losing to some of these insanely, in my opinion, overpowered, undercosted, um, some of the Forge World, specifically super heavies. Like, Adrian Gennard played a guy whose army was Magnus and two Falchion tank destroyers. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And this is why we had a power level ban immediately. And it's funny because I'm getting emails after Nova and people are like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like people who like were like yelling at me, like, oh, I really want, maybe not yelling, but aggressively expressing their opinion. And now they're like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just, it's the same thing with like, uh, like we were talking about Celestine and Guillemin and like uh, uh, Brimstones and stuff like that. They're points efficient for their damage output. You're like, yes, I'm going to take this and like all my lists and just destroy people. Um, it's just unfortunate, and that's why the power level ban is so good is because you get rid of a lot of those undercosted, super good units. Yeah. Um, well, you don't get rid of all of them, but you get rid of a lot of them. So. You, you eliminate a big portion of it, right? Yeah. And um, I saw some of the best players in the game losing to um, people that had like Super Chicken specifically that uh, perhaps uh, didn't have the same level of skill and experience. Well, they, got, um, they got outplayed, but they were still winning with but, these lists. Right, and I don't want to put anybody down, right? I don't want to take anything away from them. They had a legal list, and congratulations to them. They took they knocked out some extremely good players. But just watching them play, you knew that their skill level was perhaps not on par with the people that they were defeating. And it was, because, it was on the back of a single model, like Super Chicken, for example, that's as powerful as a Titan, but he's only 700 points, which is insane. He's really, really good. So underpriced. And that we knew that actually coming in, and that's why right away we introduced that because we wanted people to come to games and have fun uh, and for the most amount of people. And uh, you saw a lot of this happening, and um, I, I think that that swayed opinion on it. Um, I know there was a lot of TOs that were actually talking about an outright ban of Forge World. Yeah. Of big, of big events. There's quite a few big events that are talking about just getting rid of Forge World altogether. Which, in my opinion, is a bummer because – the majority of the Forge World units are fun and they're cool. There's really just a small number of really uh, problematic units. The Malefic Lord being one, like, why is that thing 30 points? A Space Marine, a Primaris Librarian is a piece of junk compared right. to the Malefic Lord, and he's like two and a half times as expensive. Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, I like the idea of running multiple style events, um, like we're doing at the Las Vegas Open, where you, uh, I'm not 100% aware if we're, if we're doing this or not, but... Um, where you have something that's more streamlined, where you say, okay, we're not allowing Forge World, um, just to make it more fun, like you said, for the majority of the people. Again, that's it's always the most important for the majority of the people, right? We're gonna, of course, a few people are gonna be upset, yeah. but the majority of the people are not gonna be upset, and that's what we're going for. The vast, right, majority. And so, if you're a, if you are if you are a person that is upset, just remember that most people are not going to be upset, and we most tournament organizers and event organizers are gonna want to have most people not being upset. But anyways. It's, uh, and then have another event where it's like bring whatever you want, and yeah. it's advertised as that. Yeah, we and have if to you want you. that event, go to it, and and then you play that event. And I think that's why multiple event you're gonna start seeing that more and more. You know, like we're yeah, having yeah. the LVO. Well, we have the Gladiator at yeah. the LVO, which is like bring literally anything. Yep. No bans, no restrictions. Go crazy. Although I will say, I, I have I believe when Chapter Approved comes out, there will no longer be a power level ban. I don't think it'll be necessary, but you know we'll wait and see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like we have the 40k friendly, mm-hmm. the 40k champs, which is the the, the humongo event. Mm-hmm. We have the gladiator. Um, we have all kinds of fun stuff. Right. There, there's different ways to. There's no wrong way to play 40k. No. Right. It's just different. There's just different ways to play the game. But the thing is, when you put everyone in the same bucket, and there's a small group that 
is going to the absolute extreme, mm-hmm. it can sour the experience for everybody else. Right. And then those people who were not expecting that are not they may not come back. They may they not can, come back. They, and they might not play again at for all. Sure. I and mean, that happened to me personally. I've <laughs> seen, we've like, seen it happen. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the key, right? These lists aren't dominating people. It's not like these lists are overpowered, like ridiculously, and they're going to win every event. It's they create an unfun experience for the people they play against. Like right. there were quite a few people that were playing against these lists and just giving up on turn one. Yes. Like after the player went and they just gave up. They're like, yeah. And if it. I recall correctly, so, somebody had given up after somebody rolled the seas. Well, let's. No, no, that was different. That was different, and that, I already talked to that person. I expressed my opinion to him, and right. he's a but great. But I'm saying that happened. In, yeah. Well, that that happened. was a different scenario. Right. He's a great dude. I don't agree with that decision, but that that was his choice. Um, and he's a good friend and not trying to put him down, but, um, that, that did happen. Yep. And I was one of the people that, that, gave, that, that conceded on turn one. I was playing the 13 Malefic Lord Super Chicken right. in a power armor army. Just ha- there's nothing. There's nothing. I got nothing. That I can't That kind of anything. attitude, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, like I made a good go of it. I got the first turn and I, I killed a bunch of brimstone horrors. Mm-hmm. And then my opponent was an extremely good player. He's a friend of mine. He did exactly what he needed to do. I was like, you're going to do 30 mortal wounds to me a turn. I can't stop it. I only have 76 models in my army. <laughs> like, this, there's no point. It's I can't a dice even, game, Reese. I was like, I can't, even, I can't even play to the mission. You got to. You got to try. It's a dice game, buddy. Well, Frankie would have somehow overcome. Just like yesterday when I rolled a million four plus saves, the dice were on my side. Well, yeah, that's all is, you needed. Well, the thing is, the cool thing about mortal wounds is I get no save. You know, yeah. I did, uh, but if he rolls double ones on every one of those. Oh, then he goes super saiyan and the malefic lord turns into a demon prince because that's cool for 30 points. Reese yep. did, <laughs> and then he punches me. Uh, <laughs> did old Jack Burton give up? With no, the poor chopping Nobody ever did. Yeah. And, 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 and if you guys I'm no, I'm no Jack Burton. He saved the day, got the chick. Yeah. He didn't yeah. get the chick. That's true. He drove yeah. off. And he, yeah, drove. he drove off. <laughs> but if you guys listen to some of our old podcasts, always stay in the game yeah. and play to the Checks very the end mail. because there's always a chance. Yeah. Always a chance. The but thing is, that was, doesn't follow that was so demoralizing. I was just like, eh. I was like, I'll go check out the con. And it was just like, I couldn't believe that the super chicken was even there. I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, my army was not equipped for that, but at any rate, yeah. it, that is what it is. That was my choice. Uh, Frankie fights to the bitter end mm-hmm. most of the time. Always. Most or drags time. it out. Always. Slow play, time. That. Yeah. Slow play him to death. Uh, and that's the other good thing, too. Like I don't know about you, Frankie. Well, unfortunately, you only got to play one game of 40K because you got knocked Ooh. out of the oh, Invitational in the first round. That's right. I did. But you played you got, one of the 95 other guard players. Yeah, and Dan's a really good player. Frankie played a gentleman from G-Dub. But um, all my games finished like an hour early. I had one game that went the distance and we ended on turn five. Um, we didn't get to roll to see if it went to turn six, but I, if a game goes to turn five, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, I feel like that was a complete game. And then my opponent was just very meticulous. And that, you know, that was the only reason. All my other games against, I played armies with like 300 models and we still finished like an hour early. It's because of the offense in the game. Like you're losing things so fast so that your turns are taking less and less time. Um, it. It's funny because the offense is it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. So it's it's like pick your poison. Like games are finishing now, which is awesome. That's great. That was a complaint for a long time. I mean, there are still those games that aren't, and uh, it's maybe two players that are highly bookkeeping, asking a lot of questions, playing with 400 models, and not moving super fast. But that's still going to happen no matter what. I mean, even if yep. you have six hour rounds, like uh, at the ETC where they have four and a half hour rounds. That's I think. four. Wow. Uh, yeah, four and a half crazy. hour rounds, and That's there nice were though. games nah. still not finishing. Sit there with That's their way too long. Games that were only making it to like turn three. That's so your Instagram. Like, that, is, that is way so too it's, long. So it's going to happen in any format. Um, but it is nice that now people aren't complaining about not having enough time, too many games not finishing. Um, and I think that is really... Uh, it's a benefit of 8th edition. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's because of the offense, uh, in my opinion. So. Yeah, it was good fun. Uh, I went four and two. I won't go into my games in depth. I wrote um, some pretty exhaustive tournament reports over at FrontlineGaming.org. Go check those out. I go through each game, game by game, talk about my list. Um, um, I had a pure Space Spring Army, and I never felt outclassed except for the game with the Malefic Lords and the Super Chicken. I just couldn't do anything to that. And um, But in normal 40K, as I like to call it, insane 40K, I, I, did, I had a great time. Even the games I lost, I was having fun. Even the game where I lost because I am an idiot. <laughs> Played the worst game of my life. And I like literally handed the game to my opponent. I still was having a good time. So it's all yeah. good. 
Uh, Pablo went three and three. Uh, he did very well. And um, uh, Frankie, unfortunately, didn't get to play. In, I went oh one, one baby in the open. Uh, but you did get to play in the uh, AOS doubles, and yeah. you almost—you guys were at top table. You almost won. You got third. Yeah, we got third place. Nice. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we brought some pretty broken stuff. It was basically the the Zanger Skyfire's mm-hmm. last hurrah before the new General's Handbook. Uh, so we brought twenty one of them, or twenty four, oh, twenty four of them. Yeah, uh, and they were really good. And then we met up with Tomb Kings in the very end, and Tomb Kings are a little bit better. Uh, especially when they played the mission. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're yeah. a dirty man. So, so uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the doubles tournaments are always a blast, having a good time. Uh, and then uh, the Invitational was awesome. Played against Dan. Fortunately, it was my only game. Uh, I think next year I'm going to play a lot more with my list and uh, see how my army does coming into like turn four and five. Uh, I didn't have a lot of models left on turn four and five, and I should have concentrated on getting points earlier in the game. Yeah. He got me by one point. Yeah, that was. A, it looked like it was a good game. Yeah. And, of course, I played Pete in our grudge match. Um, Pete had an all on foot primary space marine army um not super optimized yeah so we just tried to play to have fun and we had a really good game again comedy gold he had the banner i had the banner we wiped each other like we, we killed like 30 of each other's models in my shooting phase and then um i had the game pretty handily won but then bobby g almost tabled me bam give it i was just like rescue, i mean baby. i was still winning the mission but i was like and we went to turn seven i was like if there was like a turn eight i might have gotten tabled by one model yeah but all my guys were just running away from him and like hiding on the objectives. I was like, I just, I, I struggled to kill that stupid Bobby G. Mm-hmm. Um, also, speaking of conventions, the SoCal, before we jump to that, uh, we had a great time at Nova. We encourage everybody to go. Thank you to the Nova crew for running a great event. Thank you to all my opponents for giving me such fun games. Uh, I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely agree. And huge shout out to uh, Mike and all of his crew. They put on a really, really good show. I, did. I'd say this was the best Nova ever. Oh, me too. And I highly recommend anybody goes that's considering it. It was a great time. Yeah. Uh, and the SoCal Open is just around the corner. We have less than two months to go. Please make sure to grab your tickets. Uh, we already uh, are going to have more 40K players than we had at the BAO, which is incredible for a first-year event. We've never had that many people show up for a year one event, except maybe the LVO. I think the LVO might have been more, Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly. But it's going to be a huge event. It's going to be a ton of fun. We have a, a bunch of people coming for 30K, Age of Sigmar. Uh, we have Infinity. We have War Machine, Drop Zone, Drop Fleet Commander. Obviously, 40K. So please grab those tickets. And sooner than later, mm-hmm. uh, we're already kicking up the terrain factory. And we want to make sure we know how much to make. Uh, please don't wait to the last minute. Uh, the LVO continues to sell very strongly. Many package deals are already sold out. The 40K Champs is over 400, which means there are less than 100 tickets to go. For 40k, the 40k friendly is down to 14 tickets left. Uh, it's crazy. It's gonna sell out. It's uh, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, the narrative events sold out like instantaneously. The Age, Age of Sigmar events are selling way faster than they did last year. Um, it looks like we're gonna go well into triple digits. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited for that. Surprisingly, Infinity is going hot. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It's been growing every year. It really yeah. has. Yeah. Uh, Thanks uh, to Joel and the team there. Yeah. 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 So please go grab your tickets for Infinity. There is a cap, and I think we're down into the teens of tickets left yeah. for Infinity. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the, the the challenge there is to provide enough terrain. Right. The yep. game is so terrain-heavy. Also, uh, Bolt Action, if you guys are Bolt Action fans, mm-hmm. um, that's actually being run by Warlord Games themselves, and, which is the first year they're coming out in force uh, Warlord Games in person. So that's kind of a big deal, too, for us. Yeah. And that event is selling really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, for as far out as we are, Bolt Action is looking like it's going to be a big event, and yeah. we're really excited to, to have them. And it's a qualifier, I believe, for the Nationals, which is uh, at Adepticon. Yeah. That's so, so cool. Very cool. It's going to be a lot of fun, so please make sure to grab those tickets. Keep your eye open for the seminars, and for a lot of you who have been asking about uh, hobby classes, uh, we will get that taken care of. I've just been on the road nonstop for the past three weeks, so um, I am now ready. We got the contract done. Uh, we should have that ready to go, and it's going to be really exciting. We're doing something different this year. A lot different, and I think it's going to be really cool. There's going to be opportunities to sell your own art. Um, it, this is going to be the best year for hobby events, I, I believe, at the LBO. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, 30th anniversary Primaris Marines combat squads are up for pre-order this week. The Ooh. coolest. Ooh, I've been waiting for that. You know, sometimes you just look at a box and you're like, I wish this came in a five-man squad. I wish it was half as Sometimes many. I walk in and I'm like, Ken, no deal, buddy. Yeah. Let's walk if out you the had door. five... I'd I take punch it. that someone right in the mouth. <laughs> like, what are you trying to sell me, buddy? Roundhouses? You trying to rip me off? Sell me a little lies here, buddy. I only need five but, of them. But if you need five, we got a deal, sir. But Boom. only if it's at half the price. Yes. 
or maybe even so these are these are actually just five half the price of ten yep but they made new boxes for them oh thank goodness go. i don't know why i find it so funny that's always the key but so you know what somebody is like i need five yeah and they bought five and it's half the price so. and then you know if you are the 30th anniversary primaris marine what do you think you would have probably the longest his bolt is not long enough one of these long that is a purity seal frankly purity who seal. knows nothing about the fluff i coun't remember what he the does, word was. He does get... But it is very long. It gets longer the amount of years that he probably says alive, it's longer than it is. So. Yeah. Well, you know, it's gravity. Is yeah. Well, it depends where. where you measure from, Jason. True. Yeah. I like to measure from a little farther. Okay. He's starting at the I top I usually go from buckle. the that's top an, of the skull. True. Forehead. I mean, whatever. The back, the whatever top you of the skull, skull is the, where you got to go. Yeah. I stabbed myself with the ruler. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. What are you... What? From my purity seal. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right, more <laughs> tearing. And then we've got Death Guard. Woo! So, Frankie, Maybe. tell us a little bit. That insane. Yeah, I, I think Mortarian he's incredible. is freaking His awesome, rules are dude. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Someone at the event was like, I don't think he's going to be very good. I was like, like I think you're crazy. high. Did you yeah. say, you stink. You shut your mouth. Just Go like Mortarian. Shut your mouth. Get to the airplane. But, uh, yeah, Mortarian is extremely good. Uh, I mean, he's a monster if you just look at his stats. Uh, two up, two up, of course. Uh, strength eight. T7, he has a two, oh, 18 oh, wounds, uh, three up save, four up invo. He has a uh, disgusting resilience, which is a five plus feel no pain, uh, six attacks. And then he has this ability to where when he's within seven of people or enemies, all of them are at minus one toughness. And God, so in crazy. the combat phase on a four plus that each unit takes D3 mortal wounds. So he auto smites. He's a 50-50 chance of smiting every unit within, within seven. seven inches. Yep. On mm -hmm. every start of any and, fight phase. And then That's there's a cool little uh, so stratagem crazy. you can yeah. take where he does it basically again. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom. Just removing stuff. So... Uh, Mortarian is a monster. Uh, very, very good. As he should be. Um, I think Demon yes. Primark. I, I think it's. Yes. I think it's too much. No, personally, I don't. I think you, you, we haven't even seen his weapons yet. Just wait for that. But I mean, uh, yeah, he doesn't get the three plus invo with rerolling ones like Magnus does. Which he so should he might, not. He might be a little uh, less resilient, but he does have disgusting resilience. So maybe it's about even. I don't know. He's ones? he's really good. Eighteen. He's Eighteen. His miniature is awesome. Um, so we have to wait and see what else he does uh, to really judge him. Um, and then they've got all sorts of cool uh, relics and warlord traits. Uh, I like the Dolores uh, Nell. Um, basically, on a six, you get a mortal wound on every enemy unit within uh, seven inches. Mm -hmm. And then also, when they roll leadership checks, they have to roll two dice and pick the highest. That's very so, good. Uh, pretty good. Uh, but there's all sorts of mortal wounds in Death Guard. They showed a bunch of them. Uh, the Cloud of Flies, which was the ability you were talking about. Um, you pick an infantry oh, unit. infantry unit. So you yeah. can't use it on Mortarian. No, but you pick uh, an infantry unit, and then they can't be targeted unless they're the closest model. Oh, wow. Holy um, crap, that's good. So, yeah, so you could have, like, a big unit of Poxwalkers or Plague Marines or whatever, and uh, you use that on them, and then they uh, can't be targeted. They basically get the character rule, which is See, really yeah, cool. I was under the impression that it was uh, minus one to hit, but I, I just missed, missed. That's way better. Yeah. Um, Holy crap. The Nurgle's Rot is the one that I was talking about. Basically, it's the same thing as Mortarian's rule, so he can use two of those powers, mm -hmm. but it is three command points, so it's very expensive. Yeah. It's um, like using Orbital Bombardment for yeah. space. It is once per game. So it is exactly that. like yeah. Orbital Bombardment. Um, and then also they can force a vehicle to explode when it dies, which is pretty cool. <gasps> Whoa, that's so good. It's one of their own vehicles, but yeah. Oh, really but that's powerful. still awesome, yeah. though. You just... Meow, meow. You just <laughs> Kill him, buddy. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, their warlord traits are awesome. Dude, um, if you use that with a super heavy, but there, there is no death card super heavy. So no. The armor, I think, is the best thing in here. It's Wait, a two plus. The, it's the two plus armor save. And then in uh, the fight phase, any save they make on a four plus, they do a mortal wound back to the opponent. Mm -hmm. So basically, you can have a demon prince going up to a two plus save and then doing mortal wounds in combat for every save he's making. Wow. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, they did the math on like an orc boy squad of like 80. It does, on average, like two wounds to the guy, and he does like eight back. So, okay, well, I mean, you don't, you don't, you take saves until you die. So if you, right. you don't take like a hundred saves and blow up fifty of them, no. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, pretty powerful. Uh, they've got the warlord traits are awesome. You can like increase your disgusting resilience by one, so you go up to a four plus. Um, you get you can have all your uh, death guard reroll to wound rolls with their plague weapons, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, death guard look amazing. The amount of mortal wounds they're dishing out, it might be the most that we're seeing, other than like smite spam. 
Uh, so it does require you to get this. really close, though. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, it's you have to get close to do their mortal wounds. It is on a dice roll, so you might not get them. Um, but they look pretty powerful. So and then revoltingly resilient. Add one to your disgustingly resilient score to four plus feeling the pain. Holy yeah, crap! Let's that's, hope that's what I was talking. Let's about. hope Mortarian doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait and see. Doo -doo -doo. Um, what about the Blight War, Mr. Salty Banana? Yeah, so um, Blight War, it's about a war in the land of Blight. Ooh. In the realm Selling of Blight? It. Sounds like my college days. Yeah. Yes. Like, describe this poem. Uh, so uh, Blight War um, is the new release, new box set. Just came out. Uh, it is now available for sale. It's not pre-ordered anymore. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, this is the Realm Gate Wars are over. It's done with. We've now moved on. Uh, this takes place in the land of Gyran, which is the, uh, the realm of life. Uh, and Papa Nurgle is trying to take that realm over. And so this is kind of following uh, that uh, portion of the uh, realm war wars that are now going on. That's um, awesome. And so the box set comes with a lot of cool stuff. You get um, some two new characters. You get the Stormcast Eternal um, uh, female uh, character, which is cool. She's actually part of a new order of knights. Um, which apparently are going to be coming out with more models. She's Sweet. just the first of many. Um, her stats are pretty decent. Um, she has the ability to um, do double damage on character models. Nice. Um, she has an ability where if she's near the uh, the vanguard, um, oh, what are they, the cavalry unit? Um, they have an ability where like they can roll six d6 and move that amount of just inches teleport, across the yeah. battlefield. If she's near them, she can go with them. Holy oh, crap. That's cool. Um, and then she has a ton of attacks. Um, most of her, you know, they're Ren, they do damage. So she, she's really a good character killer. And she can move around. She's really quick because she can do all those special moves with in conjunction with the other uh, models. Yeah. Um, and then you get the new uh, Nurgle character guy, the snail. What's his name? Horcrux. Noxious Horx. Yeah, so yeah. The, the guy, the hungover guy that came up with the name of it. So um, awesome. And yeah, this is available now. It's the new box set. It comes with the two forces. It comes with the two new characters. It comes with um, a, a rule book that comes with all the new stratagems. Not stratagems. The, um, the battle plans. Uh, information about uh, this war going on in the realm of Gyron. Um, a lot of cool stuff. And it's available now. Turn awesome. on gaming at a discount. Very, very cool. Yeah. So we got a bunch of ITC events coming up in uh, this weekend for 40K, including a major battle in the bush. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds like my college experience. Is that in Australia? <laughs> it's in New South Wales, Australia. Yep. Huge shout out to these guys. They just became a major. Like they just hit the numbers Congratulations. for it. Congratulations. Uh, they're super excited. Um, this is the most people they've ever had at their event. So Congratulations, guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, there's also some events in the Czech Republic up in norway tons of events going on get out there get your points participate in the community and have fun age of sigmar we have a bunch of events going on this month all in, in california all in california we got in, uh, the la montclair lake forest and santa clarita baby and all in southern california yes well the montclair is up in uh, northern california nope montclair is uh next to ontario oh well, leading yeah. the charge boom in my face yeah um, we have your top 10 40K ITC rankings. And if you want to get the full rankings, please click through the link or go to the ITC tab. You can sort by faction, by region, all kinds of fun stuff. But currently, your top 10 40K ITC rankings. Drum roll, banana. Good job. <laughs> Sam Henley has jumped into first place. He has uh, usurped Paul McKelvey who has dropped down into second place. Oh. Brandon Grant currently in third. Nick Nonavati jumps up into fourth place. Andrew Ford in fifth, Mitchell Pelham in sixth, Ryan Olson in seventh, Trent Northington in eighth, Nate Bates in ninth, and Aaron Hayden in tenth. Congratulations to everybody. Age of Sigmar, top ten. We have Sam Valdez continuing his reign of domination. Mm -hmm. Zach Lopez is currently in second. James Thomas jumped into third. Vlad Nika in fourth. Michael Birch in fifth. Jarrett Zazueta in sixth. Josh Harvey in seventh, Tyler Hamill in eighth, Matthew Pashby in ninth, and David Rogers in tenth. Well done, guys. Boom. Nice. Killing it. Ooh, Archon91 subscribed for 13 months in a row. Thanks, nice. dude. Thank you. Um, Tampa83, does the D3 mortal wounds happen in both your and your opponent's turn? I don't know. Uh, I think it says on your... I think it's in your fight phase. I hope to God it uh, is. It doesn't say. It says in the fight phase. That's... Interesting, if so. That's incredibly powerful. 
and the start of the fight phase. Hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. Yep, each of them. Man. Boom. Well, that's, um, that's one for the old like uh, FAQ. You get a mortal wound and you get a mortal That wound. is in your face. Um, Basically, you don't want to be anywhere near Mortarian. That's a bit much. Right away. Uh, that's a bit much. Um, a bit much. Don't you mm, touch my Mortarian. Any other questions uh, in the chat? I Age want of that. Sigmar, Sisters of Battle. Yep, that's exactly it. what it is. I want that Stormcast yeah. female. She's actually, it, it is a new, um, apparently a new knight line that's going to be coming out. Okay. Um, RVD, one of a kind, says, oh. it has been confirmed that he has the reroll failed wound rolls with plague weapons within X inches, which I think he's talking about Mortarian, which is still really good, but thank That'd goodness cool. he doesn't have a fucking four-up female pain. I can't remember all of the stats off the top of my head. Uh, Hey Reese, just FYI, those Forge World Rogue Psychers are for the unit Rogue Psyker Coven, which is the entry after the Mythic Lord, not for the models from the Mythic Lord. I don't think that's true. Does Marco say in your face? How does he say it? I don't think that's true. That is in your face again. <laughs> no, I, I do not believe that that is correct. I, I, I'm willing to be wrong. I just, I just usually am not. Uh, Requisin, Michigan GT is coming up, and of the people who have signed up, there are zero Necron players. Thoughts? Necrons are challenging to play, they're good. but they're really good. They're really good. I had an argument with guys out of tournament. I was about there. This. Oh yeah, that was a dude. They were saying that like Necrons can't kill screens. I was like, you're high. Yeah. Tomb blades. I've had tomb blades kill thirty man screen in one shot. Yes. And then and the, the thing is, they're not using the right tricks, right? The, yeah. The Deceiver has an amazing redeployment trick. Uh, uh, Varangard, I think, is his name. Has another trick that you pair them up. And like your entire Necron army is in your opponent's face on turn one, mm -hmm. shooting them, and they're so resilient that you're not going to kill them. The most frustrating like, game I ever had was playing you with the Necrons, and like I couldn't kill a unit, and you're like, well, ten came back, I'd be like, oh god, yeah. like they're, ridiculous. They're really, really strong. Um, they are a little expensive, so they get less units than most people, but they also come back. So it's yeah. like you're getting your models back to life, like. The destroy the heavy destroyer unit or the destroyer units are really really powerful. Their damage heavy output is extreme. Yeah. And then if you don't kill them to the last guy, they come back. They come back to life. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, feel, I feel like Necrons are hard to play, but I think they're really good. Yeah. A lot of the guys at Nova were saying that oh, they they're can't slow. they can't compete with like the top meta armies right now, which I, I don't necessarily agree, but I do think it's harder to win with them. Yeah. Um, Rin the Faithless. I don't know the Renegade Open detachment and unit restrictions. I, I'm not aware of them. Um, but if you want to shoot them up, we'll talk about them. We were hanging out with the guys from Renegade Open at Nova, but we didn't have a yeah. chance to discuss that. Uh, Jiffa1, what's the contact if you want to fix an error in your ITC score? ITC it's, at bcp.com. It's frankie at frontlinegaming.org, so I can get you the right sheets. Nova Star, what up, dude? Saying hi from the path of Emilia. Irma. Uh, Irma. It's another hurricane now hitting Florida. Yeah. Oh, fr yeah. from the path of Irma. Yeah. Yes. No, we are getting hurricaned. Hurricane, it is the season. Reminds yes. me of a, of a great it's, song. And Irma's supposed to be bigger than the other one. Right? Dude, the other one was yeah. insane. Not here in San Diego. Sunny, hot San Diego. You guys are taking all the cold degrees. weather. Share a little bit. All right? There it is. God, we are sweating. Don't hog it all. I'm literally sweating. I'm sweating but right no, now. Uh, it's hot. Yeah. The lights. Uh, our hearts go out to everybody that's over in Florida right yeah. now. Uh, Dude, stay safe. They're in parts of Texas, they got five feet yes. of yeah. water. Now, here's the thing, though. Houston... Um, it's it's floods all the time. Those yeah. People just don't know. But even more so. <laughs> yeah, than because usual. they they're growing apparently like a million population per year. Yeah. And they just keep knocking all the the, the wildlife down. And of course, you know. Yeah. It's no, it's it's, it's really sad that there's yeah. people dying all over. Yeah. I mean, luckily, thankfully, because of the National Guard and everything, I'm sure there's way fewer people being injured than would have happened. But it is yeah. it's terrible. Um, Rin the Faithless, Renegade Open is what detachments are unique. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that, personally. Uh, I don't think it's necessary, but I don't have a problem with it. Single model units are now capped at 31 power level. We, obviously, we agree with that, mm -hmm. uh, since we do it. Um, forge world units are 0 to 1 per unit. Okay. I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. I've always liked I mean, none of those are bad. Well, uh, I mean, the 0 to 1 forge world, this screws Elysians and yeah. stuff, like armies. Yeah. I think it's. I think these are a little aggressive, but I don't think they're bad, by I any means. Um, I could go to that event and have a great time, and I think people are going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So Renegade Open really wants us to plug their event. So Renegade Open, it's coming up. Um, whatever, it's a Good. great event. It's a great event, yeah. yeah. But we should, because uh, like, we didn't say anything earlier. So we Irma should. makes Katrina look like a thunderstorm. Well, stay safe, Nova Star. Yeah. Um, Requisite. I don't know, because like, we live in San Diego. It's like basically a desert, so I'm like, uh, bring an umbrella. We get like no national or natural disasters here. We, like, we get earthquakes, but there's yeah, minor but the here. Long, the, like, it's been so long. If we get one, though, so. it'll be a good one. Oh, yeah, um, we're due. 
Don't Anyone do done much Don't AOS do rather than Nova lately? My Stormcasts are liking uh, General Samper 2017. Um, everyone knows I know is hobbying super hard. I've been hobbying like a, a mofo. Uh, I'm definitely going to be bringing my free peoples out. I think the General Sambo 2017 helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying Age of Sigmar a ton, especially with the FAQs. The FAQs fixed so many other things I didn't like in the game. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, Axis of Entropy, thank you very much for subscribing for mm. a long time. Really, really months. appreciate 28 it. 28 months, wow. Uh, Kirik Fiasco Man, do you think IG Codex is going to shift IG from conscript oh. spam to more balanced unit comps? We should talk about that. We didn't even talk about it, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, about the, like the spam list that we saw? Well, uh, okay, so IG uh, at Nova, the GW guys very openly were talking about how like they were seeing some of the stuff that was going on and they were making comments about hey, how they had noticed things like conscripts, et cetera, um, uh, mortar teams, smite spam, and they had made comments that that was on their, on their radar. So what that means, we don't know, but they're aware of it. Yeah. Um, and I would be willing to bet, like we've been saying over and over again, that... Any unit that seems out of whack is probably a known element and it's probably been worked on already. Mm -hmm. Like you've already seen that in all the other codexes. So I would imagine the things like conscripts are probably on the list to fix. And I wouldn't worry about it too much if it's something that's turning you off. Yeah, but Kyriak Fiasco, man, I don't think the way IG plays currently will really change. I, I uh, do. You, unless like the changes are drastic. Uh, but like just because the artillery base plus screens is really powerful because it basically ignores line of sight. Well, it does ignore line of sight. So it doesn't matter what terrain you're playing against. You're going to get to be able to fire at full effect. Um, I mean, so the, the really other good. side to that, though, is that um, as long as your unit's touching any piece of terrain, you're almost always getting a cover save against artillery. Because as long as your whole unit is in or on terrain and 50% obscured from the point of view of the firing unit, you get a cover save. So you almost always get a cover save as long as you're not in the open. Right, I found that that was tremendously useful against yeah, artillery. Yeah, especially for space marines that already have a three-up armor save. Yeah. It makes the artillery not that great against them. Um, but other armies like Dark Eldar and stuff like that, yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> artillery is um, really powerful. Yeah, artillery is really powerful. And do yeah. I think do I think artillery armies for IG are going to go away? No, I don't. But I think there's going to be a lot of other ways to play them that are going to be really fun and appealing. Yeah, which is what you're seeing in all the codexes, right? Like yep. in the indexes, you're seeing like maybe one or two builds that are like the way to go. But then the codexes open up the floodgates and you're able to do whatever you want. It's really awesome. Um, Eldred Jr., a lot of people have made that suggestion. Um, my only concern then is the armies that already have a latent negative one, which are a lot. Then you're hitting them on sixes or maybe not at all. Yeah. That might be going too far. Um, maybe limit it, you know, like a, a total of a minus one. Because uh, you don't want them to be worthless. Yeah. You want them to be good, but you don't want them to dominate the meta. Yeah. And it's not like they're super overpowering. It's just they're very efficient because they get to shoot every single turn yeah. um, at yeah. full effect. Uh, but yeah, like Reese was saying, there's a lot of armies that are like a blanket minus one. A and then the artillery is, is like almost useless yeah. against it. Like, I, I, so. like no, no, no bullshit. Yeah. I played against super artillery heavy armies. They never killed even a single unit in my army. Not one unit got wiped out by artillery. Yeah. And I played against, what, 14 Earthshakers and like 90 mortars? It just was like rain. And I'll get, my army is especially well equipped to deal with it, which shows not, that doesn't mean that everybody else is. I know like light infantry armies are getting smashed by it, but you don't, you don't want to nerf them into oblivion. You just, you do want to tone it back a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think Ashton Militarum is going to make people happy. And I would be willing to bet Games Workshop is aware of the issues. Uh, cool. Anybody else? Uh, D Scarletta, that is a known issue. Um, orcs can get nerfed into not being able to shoot at all, and um, I, I can tell you that's a known issue. So hang, uh, uh, hang tight with that. Uh, Requisin, I have a Scions army with artillery since it was fun, not over the top last edition, but now it's the army that everybody's crying about. Um, it's people are playing armies that are very similar to that and you're seeing it all over the place. It's, there's nothing wrong with playing it if that's what you want to play. It's, people, I think people are crying about mostly the conscript bubble around the artillery. It's, it's not your science people are crying about. Yeah. Well, the science are really ones. good and like, okay. the, I mean, the plasma gun is too cheap. It yeah. is. Whoops. Yeah. You but know. it's mostly the scion bubble wrapping the the you know guys you can't shift away from and, and charge the artillery is blasting you. That's yeah. the thing people are upset about. Yeah, it's, it's, um, 
Yeah, yeah, you said it. That's it. And if if, if you if Take you take out the conscripts, no one's going to care about your army. Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> fix conscripts, and it's not as big of a deal because it'll be easier to get to the artillery, right? Um, I don't know, like with especially with the big artillery, like if you have any long range shooting, I'm just like, oh, I see the top of your barrel of your gun, <laughs> dead because they're not hard to kill. Um, uh, Derpty, anyone? Any of you know the Thousand Suns Codex when it will be released? Uh, well, if we did, we couldn't say. No but we don't know. It will come out. <laughs> yeah, it'll come out later, I'm sure. Um, all right, guys. So anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for joining us. Um, I wouldn't be... Don't worry about some of the stuff that's a little bit problematic. GW has expressed to us fairly clearly that they are aware of it and that they want to do something positive about it. So uh, just hang in there. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show, as always. Uh, we filmed a video battle report. It was a lot of fun. Frankie playing a Harlequin army. Our uh, studio just completed versus my Raptors army. We had a really good game. Um, Frankie's a dirty, dirty jerk. No, dirty he's boy. actually just really good at Real the game. Real dirty boy. And <laughs> you dirty, dirty boy. And uh, and that will be airing 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday, Monday. 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 And this show will be on YouTube 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday. Yep. Cool. Thank Have you. a good one, everybody.